Hello everyone, it's the FPL Scotsman here again and uh, welcome to another um, episode of the One Pointer um, FPL podcast. And um, on time of recording this, it is Wednesday, so we have got um, about two days, two days and a bit until um, the deadline for the big double game week 26. This will be the, probably the last big double game week um, of the season. Um, there will be a few mini doubles in and around, but um, game week 26 is when pretty much all the teams in the league are doubling uh, for the final time at once. Um, so it's a really big game week and lots to, lots to discuss ahead of it in terms of transfers, captaincy and what chips to be using. So we will be covering that. Um, also going to be covering game week 25. It's just gone past. It ended last night um, with Leeds and Southampton. Um, so we've got um, lots to discuss there in terms of how I got on, um, who performed, um, and how far uh, or how you know how well I did in terms of rank did I go up or did I go down so we'll get into all that good stuff um, in this episode just before we start um, if you want to um, follow me further and uh, give me any support um, I am on Instagram and Twitter at FPL Scotsman we'll be posting my teams regularly and, and basically giving my thoughts during the game week and um, in terms of you know communicating with people in terms of like what transfers I'll be making and giving advice out as well. If you need any help with your teams or anything, just drop us a, a message or a comment and I will be sure to answer your questions. So getting into game week 25, it's just gone past. Um, just a brief overview of um, what happened this week um, in terms of the fixtures. So we had um, Wolves beating, Southam Wolves beating uh, Leeds 1-0. Um, we had um, Southampton um, drawing against Chelsea uh, one all. Um, we had Burnley nil West Brom nil, which was good for any Burnley um, owners in terms of defenders. Um, Liverpool lost at home to Everton two 0 So if you did play Dominic Carvert Lewin and risked that, you got an assist as well. And um, James Rodriguez and Richarlison owners as well um, will be pleased. Um, then Saturday ended with Fulham 1, Sheffield United 0, Lookman with an 11-pointer, um, who I owned, so absolutely delighted with that. Uh, West Ham 2, Spurs 1, uh, Mikel Antonio of course scored when I transferred him out, and Harry Kane, who I transferred in, of course blanked. Um, also, um, goals for Lucas Moura as well, and Jesse Lingard. Um, Villa lost at home to Leicester, goals from Traore. And a 13-point haul for Harvey Barnes and a nine-pointer for James Madison. So definitely, uh, Leicester players are some 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 uh, Leicester players are players to be looking at. And a lot of people are saying in terms of um, defenders are the main ones to go for in the next few weeks. But I think the attackers look really good, and I'll be getting into that pretty soon. And um, when I talk about my transfers, um, Arsenal nil, City one, um, another clean sheet for Man City. I go for Raheem Sterling if you owned him, um, and then Man United three, Newcastle one, uh, no United clean sheet. And we got a Saint Maximin goal, um, a goal and assist from Bruno, um, a goal and assist from Rashford as well. So if you own those guys, well done. And on Monday night, Brighton one, Palace two. Um, being a Ben White owner, and if anyone was a Burnley defender or goalkeeper owner this week, you'll be absolutely raging. A zero point one five xG for Palace, and they scored two goals with two shots. One of those things, isn't it? And then yesterday, Leeds free Saints nil, and Bamford, Rafinha and Dallas all getting returns, which was nice. 
so that's roughly what happened in game week 25 and um, with all the fixtures um and yeah it was quite an entertaining weekend of football a lot of stuff happened a lot of food for thought in terms of going into this game week um as well um so game week 25 i ended on 83 points um which was a good score um i got a a green arrow this week um, from 57k to 46k um, it isn't the, the greatest green arrow yet but actually apart from you know a few players um, I, the week could have gone a lot better than it did um, so I'm happy enough with that definitely um, in terms of my team then um, my captain um, did return Patrick Bamford got um, a goal in the second game he ended in 8 points um, and yeah even though you know, Rafinha and uh, Dallas did a lot better. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that the captain returned because I've, I have I have struggled with captaincy um, quite a bit. And to get two captain returns in a row is really pleasing. Um, so hopefully we can continue that um, going into next game week. In terms of the players that returned, um, Cancelo with a queen sheet, Pope with a queen sheet, um, Cancelo getting five, Pope getting eight, Taylor with the queen sheet as well with six points, uh, Stuart Dallas with a 17 pointer, he got a goal, a queen sheet, and four points for minutes. Uh, Bruno Fernandez got 12 point haul, goal and assist, and Adamola Adam, Lookman got 11 points, um, which was definitely my highlight of this week. Um, 0.5% owned in the top 100k. And that basically put me in a, a 32k rank um, on Saturday night. Um, obviously, that wasn't going to that wasn't going to you know stay the same with you know certain other players playing um, in the rest of the week. So happy of Lookman. And um, actually, I'm just going to talk about Lookman now, actually, um, because I don't think I'll talk about him in, uh, later. To be honest, um, when I brought Lookman in and gave me 24 for the double, um, I was a bit. I was a bit iffy on it because you know he hadn't returned quite a lot um in the past few weeks I, but i just thought he was a nailed on starter and he was you know a good i could pick at five million and when you blanked in the double both double games i was actually a, a bit wary and i was a bit because at the time he wasn't going to have a double in 26 and um yeah and he didn't return in the double and he hadn't returned previously so i was a bit you know questioning my decision to bring him in but him getting an eleven pointer this week, and getting a double in twenty six, and playing in twenty nine, I feel like I've just made one of one of the best transfers this, this season, to be honest. So it's taken a bit of a U turn in terms of it's gone from feeling a bit wary about him to thinking I've made such a good decision here. So really happy to have him in in the team now. So that was good. And yeah, I mean the other guys. I'm happy for the Burnley double. Um, I was a bit, I was questioning myself in terms of going for the double Burnley defence, um, but it paid off. Even if it was a little jammy, it paid off, and that's all that matters. So yeah, um, those are the players that returned for me in terms of players who blanked. Talked about Ben White before. Uh, I think I was just incredibly unlucky. Um, on another day, Brighton keep a clean sheet, two shots and goal, um, from Palace, and they scored both of them. Um, there's not really much you can do about that, to be honest. It is what it is. Uh, Gundogan blanked. Um, yeah, I mean, he, Gundogan had quite a few chances in the Arsenal game, and again, another day he would have scored one of them. Um, but it is what it is, really. Um, Arsenal did keep it out quite a bit, to be honest. So nothing really to worry about there. Um, another Salah blank. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with Liverpool again, to be honest. But 
at the end of the day, I just don't really know who to sell Salah for, especially when he's just about to have a double game week. Um, I will talk about my transfers going forward, and he is definitely someone that will move on fairly soon, unless he has a big shift in his form. But for the double game week, he's definitely a hold. And then Harry Kane was the other blank in my team as well. And I watched that game, and honestly, I cannot believe Kane didn't get at least an assist or maybe even a goal. He was quite good, Harry Kane, in that game. I thought Spurs were a bit unlucky not to get a point in that game against West Ham, to be honest. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what Jose does in the Europa League game tonight, um, whether he rests um, Kane again. I hope, hopefully he does rest Kane. Um, but I think Kane is a ex, probably the best captain option in game week 26, in my opinion. So, yeah. That's how I got on this week. Um, a few additions to the One Pointer Club. Um, if you don't know what the One Pointer Club is, um, I take basically roughly five or six of the highest um, uh, selected players and basically people who got one point this week are picked out and are added to the One Pointer Club. Um, so the One Pointer Club this week um, contains Andy Robertson um, and Trent, I'm counting them as one because they're basically both play for the same team, both both are full, both are defenders. Uh, they both got one point in their draw against Everton. Thomas Socek got a one pointer against Spurs. He got a yellow card, um, and didn't get the clean sheet point either, and didn't return. Um, so he got one point. All of the Villa boys, um, Bar Martinez, um, Target, Konza, Mings, El Mohamedy, all got one point. Uh, Lloris got one point. Um, as well for conceding the two goals um, and so did most of the Spurs defenders as well um, and then Duncan White got one point so did Dan Byrne I believe as well um, but Veltman did get himself a goal so he isn't um, part of that and finally Sadio Mane got one point, a yellow card and a blank so if you owned him this week that was a bit tragic to be honest but yeah those are the, the additions to the one pointer club so now we are going to get into Game Week 26. I wanted to keep Game Week 25 a little bit brief. Um, and this probably episode will go on maybe 20 minutes, a bit over from that, because I want to touch on what I'm doing, basically. This isn't just a Game Week 26 podcast. This is a Game Week 26 to 29 podcast type thing. So I've sort of planned my transfers around what I'm going to do going forward as well. So basically, um, the team as it stands for Game Week 26 is uh, Martin is in goal. There's a double. Uh, Diaz and Cancelo, who have doubles. Uh, Charlie Taylor, who has a double. Um, Gundogan, who has a double. Lukman, who has a double. Fernandez, who has a double. Salo, who has a double. Grealish, who has a double. And then up front, Carver, Loon and Kane, who have doubles um, as well. And on my bench, I've got Pope, who has a double. Ben White, who plays West Brom. And Dallas and Bamford, who play Aston Villa. And currently, as it stands, I will be bench boosting those four players I just mentioned. And it's actually going to be the transfers um, Transfers I'll be making will be applied to the first team and not the bench. The bench will stay as is. Um, so, um, at the moment, um, my transfers are um, Jack Grealish out um, is probably one that's definitely nailed. Um, and Dean Smith has said that he's hopeful Grealish will be back for Leeds. But I honestly think he won't be back for Leeds. I think he might be back for Sheffield United, but not Leeds. And the, the issue I have with the move I'm about to mention, I might be priced out pretty soon. So I might have to make the transfer tonight or maybe tomorrow. So I'm not exactly sure yet, but I'm really just sort of, I kind of think I just have to make a judgment and hope it pays off. 
The tough one with this is that if Grealish is fit to play the double, he is probably one of the best options, even probably a captaincy option this week. Because um, Leeds and Sheffield United away are really, really good fixtures for um, Villa attackers. Um, so Grealish is it's a bit of an iffy one. But if I were to transfer at Grealish this week, um, Charlie Taylor would be the other one I'd get rid of um, as well, because his double um, is quite tough against Spurs and Leicester. And I already own Nick Pope. I don't want to own a double Burnley defence for this one. And um, he doesn't play in 29 either, Charlie Taylor. And a lot of people have been asking me in terms of why get rid of a double game maker when you can get rid of Dallas or Ben White. Well, the simple answer to that is um, I think White and Dallas probably will score just about the same points as Charlie Taylor will in the double game week um, with the fixtures. Um, so, And the prime reason is that Charlie Taylor does not play in 29 and Ben White and sure Dallas do play in 29. So that needs to be taken into consideration as well. So um, basically the transfer plan at the moment is Grealish to Barnes who plays Everton and Burnley. Is it Everton and Burnley? No, it's Arsenal and Burnley. And it's Charlie Taylor to Matt Target um, for Villa, who plays Leeds and Sheffield United. And that would be for a minus four hit. I've only got one free transfer this week. Um, now, if Grealish was fit, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do this move, but it looks increasingly likely that he will be out. He's currently on a 50% chance of playing on the FPL site. And we've heard no further news from Dean Smith yet. So, it's quite an interesting one, to be honest. But what this does is um, it allows me to have um, Barnes for this double, which is good. And it allows me to have Barnes for Brighton and Sheffield United. And in the Sheffield United fixture in game week 28 um, is probably one of the best captaincy options that week, aside from maybe a city midfielder. Um, and... Um, it's a, a good way of planning is using the livefpl.net site on Transfer Planner because it allows me to go forward and see if the move will pay off further. And Barnes is someone I really think would be good for the next two weeks because fixtures do get hard for a lot of the premiums. So having some nice differentials in there is really key. And Barnes, is, um, in the end, is an easy swap to Jack Grealish again. Uh, sorry, not, not Jack Grealish, sorry. Um, he's an easy swap to Son in 29 um, because I will get Jack Grealish before that. Um, for Mo Salah. Um, so yeah, Barnes this week. Um, and it's not just because he has good fixtures, it's because he's been absolutely amazing. Two double-digit holes in a row against Liverpool and Aston Villa. Two tough teams, by the way. Two good, two, two, tough, two tough fixtures, and he's pulled out the bag. And I think Arsenal look really shaky, a little bit shaky defensively. And I think Burnley, you just, well, against West Brom anyway, Burnley look pretty poor defensively, I'm not going to lie to you, so... I'm telling you, Barnes is a nice, nice pick this week and in the next two game weeks. And then, obviously, Taylor to target. Um, Taylor would be um, gone next week. If I, if, I, if I kept him this week, he'd be gone because Burnley have horrible fixtures coming up. Um, so, and he doesn't play in 29. So, Taylor is pretty much no use to me anymore, to be fairly honest. And target has um, this really good double game week. And he has Wolves and he has Newcastle. And then he has the 29 game as well. So he's a really nice pick going forward as well. So yeah, that's basically the way I'm going. And this would mean that I roll my transfer next week. Um, I go Salah to Grealish. Um, so Salah plays Wolves and Grealish plays Newcastle. Um, so I think Grealish would, and Grealish may have a double game week in 28 with Everton. That's not confirmed yet, by the way. That's just a um, some rumour going around anyway. Um, 
But I do think we also did score Salah um, in that in that week anyway, even if it was single game weeks. Um, but it also means it frees up money for me to go Barnes to Son the next week when Barnes blanks. So it kind of all fits up quite well. If I do... Um, one thing I will say, though, is if I bring Barnes in, it means I play with 10 players and 29 for free. I would have to take a minus four to get 11 players out, which I'm kind of okay with. Um, but the alternative move, if I if I get priced out or if I definitely want 11 players and 29 for free, the alternative move would be Grealish um, to Barkley or Triore and Taylor to Regulon. Um, now, this would only happen if I was priced out or if Grealish was out for a good bit of time, or if Regulon is fit, and Regulon's definitely playing every game, because Spurs' fixtures, um, they have obviously Burnley, Fulham in the double, and then they have Newcastle as well um, in that run. Um, so they look quite good, and, and Arsenal as well, who can't, you don't, you don't score a lot of goals against the big teams. So I'm telling you, I think Regulon's a nice pick as well. So it's quite a weird one. If I did Barkley and Regulon in, I would get 11 players out in 29 for free. So that is interesting. However, it's sort of not having Barnes with those good fixtures. Sort of like it sort of um, brings down the rest of the team because in the next two weeks, the team in general haven't got the best fixtures going, and having someone like Barnes um, in there with a good fixture is really nice. So it's quite an interesting one. Um, I think right now I want to do the Barnes and target moves, but obviously I could be priced out um, on all that jazz, and I might just change my mind and want. Game me twenty nine and eleven for game me twenty nine for free. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. If you guys any have any opinions on that, leave it and give me a, a shout on Twitter or Instagram, and you know, give me your feedback. Because I'm I'm pretty convinced on the Barnes move because I really like Barnes and I think he's been actually absolutely, absolutely excellent. Um, and I'm also really considering him as a differential captain in game week, um, twenty eight against Sheffield United, and I would really like to do that. Um, so. Yeah, as, as of right now, it's going to be Grealish to Barnes and it's going to be Taylor to target for a minus four. Um, but obviously, I could be priced out. We will wait and see. Um, and if you want to know what I end up doing, um, on Saturday morning, I will be posting my team on my Twitter and my Instagram if you want to check it out um, as well. And yeah, basically, captaincy. Um, it's between Salah Fernandez, um, Kane and Carvet-Loon. And I've narrowed it down to Fernandez and Harry Kane. And at the end of the day, Kane, on another day, gets a haul against West Ham because he played really well, and he didn't. And that's why everyone was put off by Kane. But when as soon as, soon as the game updated on Saturday morning, the armbands went on Kane. It's not moved away since, and I'm just not. I'm just not changing it. You know, Burnley and Fulham, Harry Kane. I I, just, I can't I can't not. I cannot captain Kane this week. Simple as that. And I can't see that changing. Unless Kane plays in the Europa League, and I'm a bit wary of that, or, or if Kane gets injured in the Europa League or something, uh, I'd have, that might change my mind. But as of right now, it's definitely Kane, and that's 100% going to happen. And then finally, the bench boost. I think I mentioned this before. It'll be Pope, Bamford, Dallas, and White. And I'm not, I'm not, leave it in the, the, well, not the comments, but leave me a post on Twitter or something like that, or a DM on Instagram. What is a good bench boost? How many points is a good bench boost? I'm really intrigued to know. Because um, I'm not entirely sure. Because I'm not, in, yeah, I mean, 
I guess 15 points. A lot of people say the triple captaincy. Um, the player needs to have a 15-point haul to, um, you know, for it to be a good, successful triple captain. So I believe that's the same for the bench. I think it's 15 points, roughly. Um, and um, I'm just going to, before we finish up, I'm just going to dive in here. I think Pope against Spurs and Leicester are good fix- or not, not good fixtures, but I think Pope can generate the save points. And if he somehow keeps a clean sheet in one of those games, he's on for a haul. And I might get a bit lucky with that. Um, ben White against West Brom. I think West Brom are not a good going forward. And I think Brighton were unlucky not to keep a clean sheet against Palace. And they've been so good, Brighton, defensively. So I think that's, I'm not going to say a guaranteed clean sheet, but a really likely one. And then Dallas and Bamford, well... I mean, they've just proved against Southampton why they're such good FPL assets. If Dallas is playing in midfield, he can go and score a goal like that. So you just never know if you're Dallas. You could get the clean sheet somehow. You know, they're a lot of Grealish, so that may help it a bit, but I'm not too sure. I mean, obviously with Bamford, um, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, no matter what victory he plays other than Man City, you know, he's always, he's always a good option. So... I'm definitely not scared of bench boosting Patrick Bamford. You know, he's probably going to score, you know what I mean? Um, even even though Villa are been good defensively. And people have said about, you know, clashing fixtures. I don't think having the two Villa boys defensively and Bamford, really, I don't really care, you know what I mean? I'm both picking them separately because they both have good they both have good fixtures in their own right, not because they're playing each other, you know what I mean? I don't want them playing each other to affect my decision. And... Yeah, that's just the way it is, really. So I see Bamford as a good option, as always. I'd never really want to bench Bamford anyway, so bench boost him I'm absolutely fine with. So yeah, hopefully the bench boost works out at 15 plus points. And yeah, I think that's basically covered Game Week 25 and previewing Game Week 26. If you have any questions on my team, any advice on my transfers, should I go with Barnes or should I go with Barkley or Triori, just leave it um, in, um, uh, on the, in, in the comment section on Twitter or a DM on Instagram and it would be really much appreciated. Um, um, so, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the bench boost pays off. Hopefully we can get a good score this week. Hopefully the captain's seat as well again. And hopefully we get some more green arrows. I'll catch you later.